Ripping Bonnets. Uh, this is episode four of Ripping Bonnets. I am Leanne. I'm no, you're not! No, I'm not! <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that. It's fine. I can't wait to do that in post. We'll do have to bleep <laughs> What's your name? Jessica. <laughs> and who else is on this podcast? And Leanne and Kristen. Yeah, yeah! Hey, hey, Kristen, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Kristen. You sound so clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, sorry. This, for my this, is a, this is a real chestnut, this whole book, full of chestnuts. I can't. Uh, all right. We are so excited to start talking about this that, like, we almost talked about the whole thing without recording it just now. Thank God we hit record. We had to stop ourselves. <laughs> It's so exciting. Who wants to do the 60-second recap? Um, this is book three in Wanda Brunstetter's, uh, br- is it Brides of Lancaster County series? Brides of Lancaster County series, yes. Uh, book three called uh, Plain and Fancy. Uh, I, can, I can give it a whirl. I don't think All I've right. done one yet, so I can give it a whirl. Who wants to time? Kristen, do you want to time it? All right, sure. Let me pull up a timer. Hold on, hold on. Ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Go. Okay, so Laura Mead uh, moves from Minnesota to Lancaster County to go to design school where she meets Eli Yoder in a farmer's market, falls in love with him, even though they have like no interpersonal interaction whatsoever before she falls in love with him, um, decides to leave the English world and become Amish after she goes home for Christmas and like almost gets sexually assaulted by one of her father's employees, which is very strange, um, and then moves into Eli's sister's house. Um, and proceeds to hate absolutely everything about being Amish. Um, and then I believe marries Eli, um, and she doesn't want to have kids, um, but then she gets knocked up because the Amish don't use birth control. Um, so she goes out and, uh, gets together with a friend who suggests she gets an abortion. She is horrified by the suggestion and says, no, children are a gift from God, which she maintains until she gives birth to a baby with Down syndrome and then wants to institutionalize it. And uh, time's up. Wow, that's really good. Was that it good? Because I read this book like three weeks ago, so. I, I didn't even remember the part with the abortion. You think yeah, that would oh, that page out of my was, head. That page was folded down. Yeah, I, now that you said it, I do, but I just completely forgot about that. Um, I can't believe Wanda touched on abortion. She does not shy from controversy. Uh-huh. She she goes right and and like dis- disabled children in institutions oh, 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 oh. like there are a lot of hot button topics. Where where should we even start? Do we want to start with just things we learned about Wanda from this book? Okay, well, so number one, we learned that Wanda Brunstetter does not understand how uh, higher education works. Not at all. Um, or elaborate. how uh, what the age of majority is in the <laughs> English world. Um, That's right. Forgot. Or possibly anything else for that matter, because when we meet our protagonist, Laura, she is 23 years old and has already started a two-year certificate design program at an undisclosed point, but has yet to finish. Yeah, at the community college. Yes. And now she's coming to the community college in Lancaster to finish. And there is a lot of discussion about things her parents have not allowed her to do, such as drive her car to Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was so. Big, at twenty three years old, like, yes. could your parents tell you not to drive anywhere? Like, no. My parents barely succeeded at telling me not to drive anywhere when I was sixteen, and it was their car. 
<laughs> they were barely successful at reining me in then, so. Not, well, they won't let her drive, but also the fact is, like, Wanda just put this in here. Like, she had to describe in detail her plan for going home and coming back if she wasn't driving. It was like, or, like, she would had to rent a car for living there and then had to, like, drop Which the car Which is so the expensive. Airport. Why would you do that? Like, it made no sense. And then, to like, of all places, if I'm going to get a degree in interior design, I can assure you that Lancaster <laughs> County is definitely not where I would go. Because, you know, the Amish don't allow any decorative items into their home. Right, which like, which is so funny because isn't one of her assignments to like decorate a room and she's particularly, she's like, I, I want to be influenced by the Amish. It's like, wouldn't you then just not put anything in the room? This yeah. school is a top 10. She emphasizes that repeatedly without saying a top 10 of what. It's just a top 10. Top it's 10. not even a top 10 in Pennsylvania. Like, it's just <laughs> not, and I don't, like, it's, it just absolutely blew my mind that like this would be even a plausible plot device. Like, I'm going to move from Minnesota to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, of all places, to study interior design. I just, I didn't buy it from square one. There was no way. And, like, I mean, it just continued to get worse from there. But, like, from the very first page, I'm like, this is all bullshit. And that at age 23, Wanda also believes that uh, Lancaster Interior School of Design student um, would live at the dorms, would live at the dorms with a roommate. Mm -hmm. There's And a really rich 23-year-old, too. Like, it's made very clear that her parents have all of the money. She must be terrible at school to have to go to such a cut-rate design school. I bet it's top 10 of cut-rate design schools. <laughs> Probably. Um, can we also discuss my favorite part actually came, I think it was, it might have been the first page where we learned that Wanda Brunsetter does not know how the internet works. <gasps> we wrote the same note down! <laughs> yes. Laura Mead opened her laptop, entered the correct password to put her online. <laughs> Yeah, you put the password to get on AOL. Published in like the early nineties, in like the fake internet days when you no, no, no. This was two (laughs) thousand and six. Wanda Brunstetter is still using the AOL CD that comes in the mail. Oh my god! Get on her entire garage is full of them. Like (laughs) in between her dolls, she's got free internet for years for life. Still using dial-up. I'm, sh- um, I'm surprised there weren't like modem sounds somewhere in here <laughs> and like and who sends like a weekly email to their friend at home? like I just I, oh. never in my life did I do that that's actually no. very much a, a shows how behind Wanda is because I definitely remember my parents trying to do that when my sister oh, really? went to college really mm-hmm. that would have been around 2002 or 2001 so mm-hmm. um one is at least that advanced in her knowledge of how things work but she's still well, a few and this behind. protagonist has a cell phone she does have so why phone. she would be emailing her friend versus calling or texting her Lo- this is... is probably how wanda thinks the kids do it mm-hmm. yeah she's obviously never met anybody probably i don't know younger than 40 one thing we learned too is that wanda hates skinny people she hates oh them. she hates skinny people so much. she doesn't like anyone who no. is concerned with weight gain or, or calorie counting or yeah. calorie counting this is a constant thing means Lara is constantly expressing consternation about gaining weight from Amish eating and then she's immediately um, admonished by the Amish around her who are like you need to get meat on your bones I don't like a skinny woman she doesn't want to get pregnant so she doesn't lose her shapely figure also let's let's also just make sure to point out that there would be no reason to not want to get pregnant other than worrying about your superficial weight yeah right except- it's not like it could be like very dangerous or that you just don't think you'd be good at raising kids it's just like I don't want to get fat yeah, yeah. all the only of- reason any woman would ever 
ever <laughs> hesitate to be pregnant. All of Lara's concerns are super about Amish life are really superficial too. And the characters around here, they'll be like, I don't know if Lara can do without electricity or modern appliances. It's not a concern that Lara is like joining a fucking cult. Right. Um, no, it's out of that nowhere. like that's really exclusive. Well, I mean, her their concerns turn out to be valid too when she um, marries Eli and then they move into his parents' house while they're waiting for their own house to be built and she throws a fucking fit about not having indoor plumbing. And it's like, for somebody what that admires the Amish so much, like, did you even consider the fact that you might have to use an outhouse with, like, your father-in-law? When she goes into the outhouse and is, like, attacked by a wild animal, <laughs> yes. and what they decided yes. is, is a hedgehog. Now, a hedgehog. Have, that raised some flags for me, and I went and did some double-checking. Hedgehogs you. are not native no. fauna North America. No, there are like no British. hedgehogs in Pennsylvania. I've never seen a wild hedgehog <laughs> in my fucking life. Good they job, do not Lana. exist. Yeah. They do not exist in America. And you would think that she would know what animals are in her own house. She's a fucking American. Or mm-hmm. isn't she? Has one, is Bronda Brinston her foreigner? I, I think she might just be an alien. She's, 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 she does kind of write like she she's is. Like skinwalker. Learning about the human world in general. Um, for the oh, first do you time. think that we could like interview her? Uh, only if she uh, hasn't heard our podcast. Well, I think chances are pretty good of that. I think so too. <laughs> I would love to ask her some of these questions. Be like, are you aware that hedgehogs are not endemic to North America? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Lara was so unprepared for living in the Amish life. She there's like a whole quote where she's like, it's not enough that I had to like labor and wear these plain clothes, but now I have to learn a foreign language. Like, yeah. She's... Yeah. And she like tries to put makeup on her very first day of being Amish and like gets chastised by her f- future in-laws. And then is so surprised when they're like, what is on your face? Go wash it off right now. And she's like, well, I just needed a little color. And it's like, no, no bitch. That's not like how this works. That yeah. um, passage in gender, what's a, a com- competitor for my favorite quote um, it is that the thing the person, the Amish person said to her was face powder may catch some men, but it takes baking powder to hold yes. them. Yes, yes, yes. I, I have a I question that. for yeah. you, Jessica, as our resident Amish expert. Do yeah. the Amish bake men into pies after they make with them? Because that's <laughs> oh my what this God. quote would suggest to me. <laughs> Maybe. You know, there are many more old Amish women I see than old Amish men. Maybe that's how they're disposing of them. The root beer is people. The root beer is people root beer. Oh, uh, did anybody else make some notes about the root beer use in this book? Yeah. R- tell us, ride or die for root beer in this book also. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that uh, Jessica did not have time to capture in her very, uh, very good recap of this book is that there is a subplot uh, with a woman that has been trying to get Eli to marry her. Oh, yes. I forgot about the other woman. Pauline. Is Pauline her name? Pauline. I I don't know. Yeah. What a bitch. And so, (laughs) yeah. And we know that Pauline is screwed pretty early on because she invites Eli out for a picnic and all she packs to drink is water. (laughs) No root beer. You're done. Obviously, we know this bitch is going down. And a few short pages later, Eli takes Laura to get some root beer. And as we all know, root beer is love. Root beer is It's a predictor of future marital success. Yes. So there wasn't as much root beer talk in this book as there usually is, but it was used very significantly. There's also a chastity theme. Laura won't give it up for her boyfriend at home, Dean. 
No, no. And honestly, like, I kind of felt badly for Dean. I don't know about the two of you. Oh, I like, did too. He just, like, he just wanted to go out to a nice Christmas party with Laura. Like, they're all dressed up. He was going to get her some punch. And, like, I, yeah. I just feel like Laura was wholly unreasonable. She didn't even bother situation. to dump him. No. Oh. She just fucking left. She just, like, for didn't her... return his calls. Yeah, for oh, her yeah. fucking... Eli Yoder, stupid haircut, buggy driving boyfriend in Lancaster County that she, like, it just, it makes no sense. Because Eli oh. Yoder is described as having sandy brown hair and a Dutch bob, which is the worst haircut on earth. It says a lot like of grown it, out bowl cut. A lot it of is. It fell across his forehead, which is impossible because all of it's across his forehead. <laughs> God and the uh, okay and another thing that I did not get to cover in my summary is the subplot of Laura's parents' unhappy marriage and her dad's like not so deep seated uh, desire to become Amish himself. Boy, they, the foreshadowing was heavy on that one. Oh, it was so heavy. I loved when they had to like go out and and visit for her wedding and like, could you imagine giving birth to a daughter? In, like, today's society, and then, like, 23 years from now, having her be like, Mom, I'm gonna get married. His name is Eli Yoder. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna be Amish, too. And you're gonna have to come to the wedding. It's gonna be a little weird. No, I think I'd call up one of those guys that, like, kidnaps your child and, like, un- like re-brainwashes them. Yes! Like, that's... Like, I think I would just have, like, she'd be thrown in the back of my car hogtied. You, you would have to. Her dad was so nonchalant. He would never call it. He was so. She called him. She called her parents on the phone and was like, "I'm converting to the Amish. I just wanted to tell you." And, and these he's are the like, same people that wouldn't let her drive her own car. Yeah, they would let her drive right. her own car. And the dad goes, "Well, if you ever change your mind, you anything, don't hesitate to call. I love you." Yeah, I just want. I just want you to be happy. And her mom is showing like reasonable concern. Like, I don't know, is this going to actually make her daughter happy? Maybe she's mentally ill. Maybe we should go see her. Yeah. No, he was like, it was like the classic dad wasn't listening to you. you know? Yeah. He's like, that's oh, great, yeah. honey. That's yeah, great. that's great. If that makes you happy, that's great. Why don't you call again sure, next sweetheart. Sunday? Good job. It's going to have to be from the barn phone from now on, though, because it God be forbid. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the dad's like, call me anytime you need anything. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I can't call you anytime. I'm yeah. Converted like ever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the neighbor's house to use the phone. Dean is uh, another thing that's competing for my favorite quote of the book, which is, Laura stared at Dean. How could she even consider dating a man like him? Uh, sure, he had a good education, great looks, and a prestigious job, but <laughs> yes. he simply wasn't Eli Yoder. Yes, I, I too, I too flagged that quote because that literally made me put the book down and laugh out loud. And like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but like, there are certain things that could make an Amish man attractive, but Eli Yoder doesn't seem to possess any of them. Like, he doesn't have a hardworking spirit. Like, he doesn't, He I don't smells know. masculine um, when she buries her nose in his jacket. So uh, he stinks. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm he smells disgusting. That's what I, I know what they smell like not burying my nose in their jackets, and I can tell you right now, I would never bury my nose I would in never. the jacket of an Amish person. Never. Um, well, she thinks he smells great, which is a plus for him. And also, he's had figure skating lessons, which is really attractive to her. Oh, that's he right. Does, I forgot they went figure skating, skating on the pond. And it says mm-hmm. he set off in his that... own doing fancy spins and figure eights. So basically, Eli is maybe gay. Yeah, the rich and girl try from Minnesota the hasn't had figure skating lessons. Yeah. 
<laughs> his dead. sandy brown hair whipped against his face as he appeared to become one with the wind. That's how he's described <laughs> his figure skating. Wanda, you're such a wordsmith. <laughs> his Dutch bob. <laughs> with Dutch bob swirling around him. <laughs> I've he's never been like so turned on. Fucking triple lutz. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think he has a lot going for him, is all I'm saying. He, he's a real good ice dancer. He's got a great haircut. He smells so masculine. He's also, though, like, he, so so she's a very unlikable protagonist, but Eli Yoder is not terrible. He's also kind of a petulant little man boy. He era. is. Whenever she says something he doesn't like, he's like, well, then we can just stop this right now. Mm-hmm. And then she apologizes. And I'm like, Laura, what are you doing? It's going to be the rest of your life if you don't stop this behavior right now. And then there's this whole scene where, like, his father takes issue with the way Laura is eating at the table. And, oh, like, yes. Is this when all, he tells her that she can't have pie because she did not eat the plate. rest of her food? Because she's basically a child in that moment because they won't let the mm-hmm. child have pie right. either. And I'm just like, what is happening? But Eli himself is also a child in that moment because he did not have any issue with the way Laura was eating until his father chose to. And then right, he doesn't you're have right. the balls to say, you know what, dad, this is my wife. Get out of my I'm marriage. a married man. Yeah. I and only I, I will, will control tell, her. I will tell my wife what to do like she's a child, <laughs> not you. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, uh, let's talk about how Laura is a really bad person. Okay. We can just, we can just go for the, like, the worst one and when she delivers a baby and finds out it has down syndrome and wants to institutionalize it and not take it home yeah yeah and eli's like we can bring it home and take care of it and she's like nope throw it away in the home that would be too much work yeah like not any actual like concerns for you know the child's well-being like i don't know yeah capacity to give it what it needs just no that would be a lot of work and i already have enough work to do yeah would the amish ever institutionalize their children Wait, first no. of all, where does she think you're going to institutionalize this child? Like, that's not a, th- those, the homes that she's referring to in this book don't exist. Lancaster School right. Design. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be all. surprised if that was just full of Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> where all the, in uh, Wanda's parlance, where all the cripples go. Oh my god. <laughs> um, we also, speaking of cripples. Uh, we had the return of um, oh yes Rebecca Rebecca in the wheelchair. It's, Rebecca Stoltzfus. It's a real fucking jab at Rebecca when she's mentioned. She goes, uh, "Everyone had a job to do, even even Anna Rebecca, Beach, Rebecca, who sat at the table in her wheelchair buttering bread." <laughs> what a shitty job! They didn't even give her a knife to like cut something with. Endlessly buttering bread, stacks of bread, <laughs> buttering bread. She's slices. been buttering bread since the last book. It's been ten years. <laughs> so many. Still. Still buttering. Yeah, this book doesn't, um, it, it brings out totally new characters, but it does include expository statements about, like, the previous book's characters, because um, they're very loosely related to this. Yes, well, Rebecca's friend Mary Ellen is Eli's mother. That's right, when, yeah, we're a whole generation ahead Yeah, now. yes, and, like, the the um, protagonist from the first book, what's her name? Um, Miriam. Mim, Miriam. yeah, Mim, Aunt she's Mim. dead. We learned she's she dead. has died. <gasps> Aunt Mim Probably died. in childbirth yes. at age 40. Yeah. <laughs> she was elderly. You know what? That explains why Pauline said something like, um, if she couldn't have Eli, then she didn't want anyone else. Because I was thinking, haven't we learned anything from Miriam, from Aunt Mim? But yep. she she did. Pauline hasn't had a chance to get that wisdom. She hasn't. Pauline's mm-hmm. going to turn into a bitter old maid with a bitter stone heart. Do we get a resolution on Pauline at all? No. Well, think so no oh i think she goes to ohio 
That's oh, that's right. right. She goes to Ohio. I have a feeling Pauline's. We are gonna get a, a follow up to Pauline. You think? It's just that it sounds like the same story as before. It, well, she's Pauline, Pauline tried. She came onto him after they were married. She did. She like threw herself around his neck, which you know, basically, I'm pretty sure is the Amish community equivalent of just giving him a blowjob. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bold. So she probably got sent off for her wayward behavior. Well, right. it's that Dutch boss, that sandy she, lock of hair falling across his face. She, she's so forward. Um, can we just talk about one of the only times in this book that I agreed with Lara? Um, oh. It was right after her wedding, um, and they're all they're all getting ready to eat, and somebody suggests suggests that Lara could help in the kitchen because uh, the men folk are waiting to eat, and they could use another pair of hands. And she goes. Why don't the men folk fix the meal and wait on women once in a while? Oh. Um, and Martha Rose, her new sister-in-law, just like absolutely scoffs at her and said, "Oh, you're such a kidder. Everyone knows it's a woman's duty to serve the men." Like I, in that moment, I felt for Lara, and I'm like, "Lara, bitch! Like, what did you get yourself into, man?" Yeah. Like, I laughed at that part. My note for that part was like, "Lara missed that lesson in class that day because Lara has apparently had to take classes to convert to Amish." Mm-hmm. It seems like that would have been the thing on day one that they would have covered for her. <laughs> By <laughs> the way, you are a second class citizen from this point onward great glad you understand it's another thing lara was unprepared for well and the other thing so she doesn't seem to have prepared for anything i mean she is like taken aback when someone after her wedding says something to her about how she'll probably be the next one with the baby and she's like what baby how do those happen i'm not sure anyone has ever told laura where babies come from (laughs) and it's like for somebody that admires the amish so much you must see that they all have fucking 10 kids like what you thought you were just gonna be like the only amish woman that was like you know what i prefer to be part of the child free movement thanks like that's not how it works like that's not allowed the other thing that just struck me as funny that she was so surprised about is when she um decided to convert to being Amish for lack of a better word but before she married Eli his sister took her in she was living with his sister and she walks into the room and just marvels at how plain it is and then realizes that she has to wear the plain Amish dresses and she's just surprised by it I'm like how shocked. are you surprised by it like what the fuck did you think you were gonna wear your fancy totally monogram sweatshirt yeah. like her designer you jeans your heathen yeah. jeans yeah no nothing your face powder yeah your face powder you need the bacon powder instead <laughs> To make a man buy. To make a man buy. Which is <laughs> what they do. Also, wow. her family was shocked, too. Her family comes to visit her, and they're like, why are you wearing those clothes? <laughs> it's like, did you not even Google Amish? Like, even if you didn't know what they were, did you not Google it and, like, I don't know, prepare yourself even a little bit for what your fucking crazy-ass <laughs> daughter is about to embark upon? Could they you imagine? Are. Could you imagine, just for a second, like... I can't imagine anything that would bring me to the point where I was like, you know what? It would be a viable life path for me. I'm going to marry an Amish man and just do that. That that... really doesn't happen either. Like they don't, I don't don't want people to marry outside. Yeah. The only, I've only ever heard of people like leaving the Amish church. I don't know that she'd ever really be accepted converting in. They don't do, they don't want to do conversions. No, they don't, they don't proselytize. They don't. Yeah, they're not evangelical. Um, The most they do is uh, mix it with the Ohio Amish so they can widen the gene pool a little bit. Slightly. Yeah kind of dilute out that maple syrup urine disease oh oh, oh god it really does smell like maple syrup what causes that it's a genetic defect it's like a i think it's autosomal recessive so and all the pee smells like maple syrup it smells like maple syrup 
Is that the only symptom of that defect? No, no. I mean, there's mental retardation and other. Things, but... <laughs> I was like, that's a great defect. <laughs> no, but we're gonna we're gonna name it after the fun part of it. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna take into account like shortened lifespan and other associated anomalies. Your pee just smells like maple syrup. <laughs> I'd be like, well, he's terribly intellectually disabled, but his pee smells amazing, <laughs> like pancakes. <laughs> So she does briefly, she does briefly reconsider her lifestyle choices after she has the poor Down syndrome baby. Uh, Um, Oh, that's right, because she goes back to Minnesota. She leaves. She leaves. She She goes back to Minnesota, remember? She leaves, yeah, and goes back to Minnesota. And then Martha Rose, Eli's sister, gets on a bus to Minnesota to go bring her back. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's real cult-like behavior, isn't it? That is well. I was gonna say that's a sister that really loves her brother, but yeah, we can go with the cult theme too. <laughs> and her parents are supremely unconcerned about their disabled grandbaby. When yeah, oh well, her parents think that it should be institutionalized too. Even her father, who like kind of wants to be Amish, he's like, Laura, you can't care for that baby. He should be institutionalized. It's like, what sick family was she born into? Or like, what year does she does Wanda think that she's writing for? Like the forties, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like that. Kristen's right. That doesn't happen anymore. You can't just have a baby with Down syndrome and be like, "Fuck it, you're going to a home." I mean, you can abandon them in the hospital. I mean, you can. Okay, we call that putting them up for adoption. But, like, she would, it would go to a foster family, and you would be charged with child abandonment. Like, it's not like a, you can't just be like, oh, "Peace out. I'm gonna drop you in a home and pay twenty dollars a month for your upkeep." Like that's not right. It's wait, not a thing where, anymore. Where is that Down syndrome baby I had that I left with that couple? Yeah. <laughs> Leanne, like, you are a menace. You were just dropping down syndrome babies all over the country. Left and right. Left like, and right. Like, they just fall out while you're walking. I don't know. Such a defective <laughs> uterus. Then someone said, or I read somewhere, that they're dabbling more in international adoption because of their genetic issues. Have, have you Really? I have not heard that. But, again, like, I'm more on the end where, like, they're having their own kids and taking care of them from that perspective. So, I don't know. It would make sense, though. Can't verify where I heard that. I maybe made it up completely. Oh, um, I, hope, I hope they are, though, because I would love, I would love if an Amish family no. just had, like, 12 kids, half of which are, like... Well, international one of the, adoptions. One of the books in our list, I think, has that plot in it. Oh, um, really? There is an Amish book. I'm going to go oh. to our drive right now that I put on for us to look into, and I'm pretty sure it was from the perspective of someone adopted into an Amish family. Could you imagine, like, you're this kid in, like, you know, Zimbabwe that, like, is orphaned, and it's like, we have an American family that wants to adopt you, and, like, you get all excited, because maybe it's Angelina Jolie, like, you don't yeah. know. And then you get to America, and it's, like, these motherfuckers in bonnets with, like, Dutch bobs, and they smell, and you're like, shit. You're like, actually shit. like less. <laughs> I would actually prefer to go work. back to the orphanage in Zimbabwe. Send me the fuck back. Screw this. I always thought that when like the conservative Mennonites would like adopt kids or like foster kids, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, sure, it's great that they're out of the system, but like, Mm-mm, do you think I any of those think... kids are like, ah, shit, like this is not this is not what I signed up for. Like, I do not want to be with these crazy people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, oh, well, um, I just Googled a real thing about the Amish adoption. There's a whole thing here about Amish serving as foster families for non-Amish children. God, that would suck, too. Oh, that would be terrible. It's like, wear this dress, shit outside. There's a bunch of hedgehogs out there. <laughs> we be imported careful, them the just, door. To be in our, just to live in our outhouse. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, go get a pair of ice skates because your lessons start at five. <laughs> yeah, whittle the ice skates. You have to whittle them. Whittle that air wooden. <laughs> you have to um, make your own ice skates. I have a terrible quote for you from AmishAmerica.com slash Amish hyphen foster hyphen children. I'm so excited. The question is, do Amish folks accept other race children into their homes? And this website says, um, the answer will vary upon whom you ask, but our response what? is that there is absolutely no difference to us. Color is only skin deep. I latch onto a quote my sister introduced to me. True love is colorblind. So the Amish That's like, describe, basically like, I don't care if you're red, yellow, purple, uh, brown. Oh, that, that 90s uh, white version of tolerance. Tolerance. Yeah, yeah tolerance. We just right, name all the skin colors. We pretend um, white and we fuck up your hair care because of it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, Here's a touch bob. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a poor little African American uh, baby with a fucking Dutch bob? That would be such a disaster. Uh, Cycling um, back to the book, towards the very end, um, Laura writes Eli a letter after she left him. And I think that this is a really important point because this does not actually fucking happen. Um, in the Amish world, but like she can, she says, I have a confession to make. I'm not who you think I am. I'm not really a believer. The last couple pages of this book are all centered around how she doesn't actually believe in Christ, which I find it a very strange decision to convert to being Amish and living that life just to get laid by Eli Yoder, not because you want to actually do the Amish things. I, Wait, but like he is Eli Yoder and Dean simply wasn't Eli Yoder. I mean, yeah. this, uh, I would do anything for Eli Yoder. I have to Eli from. Yoder must like have a pipe between his legs or <laughs> something. Also, um, as I'm looking at the back of the book, um, Laura's recipe for pickled beets will totally give you botulism. Do not recommend that you follow her recipe. Instead, I advise you to follow a nicely vetted recipe that will not give you botulism. What is the uh, what is wrong with her pickled beets recipe? Her pickled beets recipe tells you to cold pack them for 10 to 15 minutes but, and you're supposed to pour the boiling syrup over the beets then seal. Really you should be pouring the hot syrup over the beets and then processing them in a, uh, a water bath canner. Yeah like the hot canner. Yeah for, an, for, for an appropriate amount of time depending on your altitude. It's not like a one size fits all but depending oh, on dude. your altitude and then that is what kills all the bacteria. How um, much money could we make if we got botulism from that and sued um, whatever. Oh my publisher. god, I don't know, but I'm going to ask my husband as soon as we're done with this because he's I always mean, looking for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all fairly healthy. We could probably pull through the, to the other side. The publisher of this is the Muller House Publishing Arts Inc., which is part of the Evangelical Christian Publisher Publishers Association. So if we were to sue them, I'm not sure if their insurance is very good, but it's always worth a try. I bet in it. I, I can tell you right now that my husband will be all for this scheme. He'll love it. Boy, I really wish I'd found this website, AmishAmerica.com, earlier. There's a whole online encyclopedia with oh, riveting questions that the people How accurate know. is it, though? Like, the Amish don't use the internet, so... Oh, this is definitely, like, an Amish tour... Run by some kind of Amish <laughs> oh, okay. tourism-related thing. It's like an Amish groupie? Yeah, yeah. It's It has questions like, do Amish use pesticides? Yes, they do. And GMOs. Where are, oh, how do Amish discipline children? Let's see what beating. they say. With the rod. Hard beating. beating. That's even um, re- referenced in the uh, first book that we read. One the beatings. Them, yeah, one of them mm-hmm. says that if, you know, if he gets a complaint home from school, his dad's going to take him out to the woodshed. 
What do you think yes, happened yeah. in that woodshed? Well, either beating or um, in the news out here recently, um, there has been a lot of coverage of Amish uh, sexual abuse in the uh-huh. Amish culture and how they ship them off to basically like reorientation centers instead of like actually shuffling the, them through. Oh, the... like the Duggars do. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. They're like these specialized like Amish and Mennonite uh, places where they send them for like ten months for like rehab, quote unquote. But like nobody's actually licensed. I. I wonder if they just all trade like molestation tips. Probably. Like, and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just like you hold your barn. hand extra tightly over your victim's mouth. Oh my God. Oh, that yeah. triggered me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I have a question for you related to the title. Just a general question. This is for Jessica. Do you believe the Amish themselves would actually use the fancy as in Eli saying, I'm playing in your fancy or Lara saying, if Eli could only see me now maybe he'd be tempted to go fancy which sounds erotic um I don't think that that I don't, I'm not do not think that that is like a typical cool colloquialism I will say that there is um a place down the street from where I live called the plain and fancy farms it's like an That's Amish good. tourist trap they have like a barbecue restaurant there and like a mock-up of an Amish farm but it's like totally not an Amish farm I think they have like a hotel there too it's definitely like a term that's like in the general like vocabulary but i don't think like an amish yeah. person would be like this won't work between us because i'm plain and you're fancy but they do call yeah, themselves like, I, like the plain folk or the plain the plain community. folk but yeah, yeah it sounds weird to hear them label somebody else's fancy or not fancy wanda loves that word in this book by the way she uses the word fancy 45 times according to the search i did i just did. 45 wow. 45 times and not just in like a way to remind us that these are star-crossed lovers and that one's plain and fancy oh, but God. like such fancy words you're using. She's attending a fancy school. Um, what are we going to do about this fancy, fancy design school in Lancaster? I still can't get over it. Like, I cannot get over the fact <laughs> that she sent this girl to Lancaster, Pennsylvania for interior design school. Like, it just... <sighs> she even uses fancy as, like, a, um, a noun. Like, I thought it was just a passing fancy. Oh, uh, yeah. So different parts of speech. Very, well, very clever, word. Wanda. There's nothing fancy about Laura. Like, her monogram sweatshirt does not make her fancy. Um, I disagree. She sounds fancy as fuck. Well, now I know what you're getting for your birthday this year. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, man. You can't, I don't know. You can't top what Kristen sent me. She sent me this sweatshirt that has old English writing on it. It says, ye old dumb slut. (laughs) I love it. I've been wearing that shit left and right. Do you wear it all the time? You're my favorite dumb slut. Ye old dumb slut. Thank you. So great. Thank you. That's why I have a UTI right now, in fact. So that's Uh appropriate. What? Not like Laura. Mm, not like Laura at all. She keeps um, her legs closed. Yeah. Any close, closing thoughts? Favorite quotes? Um, I just fucking hated this book so much. Like the number of times that I put it down because I was exasperated and just like wanted to bang my head against the wall. Like it had to be at least twenty. Like she's just she's terrible. Like I didn't like her as an English person. I didn't like her as an Amish person. She's a terrible fucking mother because she just mm-hmm. left her disabled baby and went back to Minnesota. Like she's awful. She wanted an abortion, which is the cardinal sin. She wanted an abortion and she like her friend suggested, well, if you don't want to be pregnant anymore, like I know a clinic in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it is much she, better to abandon your already born 
unborn child or just chuck it in a garbage pail. Versus yeah, it's like all life is this. sacred unless it comes out with too many chromosomes. Then fuck that shit. Like Eli is not really all that great. At least he doesn't abandon his son with Down syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. well, he doesn't have to take care of it. Yeah, he probably gave it to to his mom. He's like, here, mom, my wife's gone. Oh, I, I just have I have one more. Um, I don't know if if reading the ebook you saw this, but did you see like the dedication page in the very front to my six Wunderbar grandchildren? Janelle, Madeline, Rebecca, Rick, Philip, and Rochelle, you are each one of God's special miracles. I don't like that. It's but... I, I just think it's funny how Wanda even like infuses oh, so the Pennsylvania Dutch. On my, on oh, my what does yours say? In loving memory of my friend Sharon Hansen, whose love for her quote special child, <gasps> and, I'm, and I mean there are quotes around the word special. Oh my Oh my god! Oh my god! So oh my god! Love your child who happens to have a disability, you have to be You're... obviously some sort of uh, better than everyone else inspiring person. You don't just love your child because they're your child. I bet this... this book was friendship ending for them. God, it, it would have to be, right? By the way, I don't know why it didn't occur to me to do this before, but since I'm using a an, an e-book, I can count. I can do a root beer mentioning count. All these <laughs> oh, books. oh, oh yeah. should definitely tally them. Yeah. So this is the actually the least, like we guessed, the least number of times root beer was mentioned with uh, eight um, oh, only in eight. the previous okay. one, it was mentioned nine, and in the first book, it was mentioned a whopping 17 times. Okay. Wow. We're not imagining that. That's, for the length of these books, an excessive number of times. <laughs> this, the next book is the concluding book in this series. Is that what we're doing next time? It is, yes. Oh, you're going to love this. You have it, go ahead. I got Let me read this to you. Rachel Beachy wants something she can't have, her sister Anna's boyfriend. Silas <gasps> Swartley. Silas has been in love yeah. with Anna since they were children, <laughs> and Rachel has loved Silas nearly as long. This is a love triangle. Rachel feels it her is. swiftly moving days are spent without hope, but when Anna unexpectedly leaves the Amish face, Rachel's hope is rekindled. She begins filling her hope chest. It's a literal hope chest. <laughs> as she initiates a campaign to win Silas's heart, can Silas set aside the pain of Anna's rejection? Aside, oh, I said aside twice. And see Rachel as anything more than a child. Because she set it aside and fuck her sister. I think he can. I think he can. (laughs) Fill your your hope chest with that hope. Will Rachel Mm. be disappointed in Silas and in God? I'm going to start calling my vagina my hope chest from now on. I'm so Oh, yeah. I think he's going to fill her hope chest with something. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Fill in that hope chest. Coming a baby. Got to be careful about UTIs. Hope chest UTI. Yeah, yeah, go take care of that. I have a HCI hope hope chest infection. Hope chest infection. (laughs) All right, stay tuned next time we do the concluding concluding book out of uh, the Brides of Lancaster County series. And then after that, I mean, oof, weird. The possibilities are endless for review. Yeah, well, we'll have to peruse the Google Doc and let you all know what book we're doing next so that you can uh, Amazon Prime that shit straight to your door. Join our book club. Uh, Oh, yeah, do we have a sign-off? What's our sign-off? Stay fancy, bitches. Thank you.